And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets Podcast. Aaron Portsign with you on a Tuesday morning. Allison Lucan is here. Hello. And the Blue Jackets. Well, Allison, we are four four days into free agency here. The initial rush is over. Um, I don't think the Blue Jackets were as big of players as some fans had hoped. They're probably in good shape, according to a lot of fans, too. But Yarmo Kekalainen kind of took a conservative approach i think you could say in the early days of this since we talked to you last the only bit of news uh would be the signing of miko koivu a long time member of the minnesota wild it's the only nhl team he has known before columbus captain of the wild he was the wild many of you uh long time blue jackets fans will remember that the wild had uh multiple and rotating captains for the first decade they were on the ice. Miko Koivu was their first permanent captain. And he has been a captain since, I believe, the 2009-2010 season. So a decade as the captain of the Wild. They made it known to him that he was not going to be resigned. They're in a bit of a rebuilding plan. And so the Blue Jackets uh, jump in. Yarmo Kekalainen has known Miko Koivu, played with his older brother Saku Koivu, uh, has saw Mac, uh, Miko running around the, the rink when, when they were kids playing. Um, a long-time relationship. This is a 37-year-old player, one of the most respected players in the National Hockey League. I can say that um, with with great certainty. Allison, your thoughts on this this signing? We'll get into the details of it, but your thoughts on it? 
Well, I think, you know, the two biggest things here is that when we look at the point that we knew there was maybe a call for a little bit more veteran voice um, in the room and on the team, uh, this addresses that. Um, And it certainly helps balance out the lineup um, a little bit better, particularly um, with the um, buyout of Alexander Wenberg. So I think that the balance that brings the lineup is really nice. And while we're not talking a series of blockbusters. Um, I do think this is a better roster for Columbus than what they came into um, free agency with. So um, those are kind of my initial thoughts. Yeah. Koivu making $1.5 million on a one-year contract. Uh, there are a couple of bonuses in there. He gets 100000 if the Blue Jackets make it to the second round. He gets, I want to say, 150000 I've only written this. Maybe it's 200000 if they make it to the conference finals. So I love the bonuses that are team achievement bonuses, not player achievement bonuses. And I haven't talked to Yarmo about that directly. Something tells me Yarmo loves those too. Um, Allison, the move with Koivu, if he can play on the third line, and I say if because he was a fourth line guy with Minnesota last year, uh, off the power play, basically fourth line penalty kill type guy. If he can play on the third line, that allows Boone Jenner to move back to his more natural position uh, of, of left wing. Now, that's where Jenner has played mostly in the NHL. He played center in the junior ranks, but he's always been regarded, I think, as a winger in the NHL. Uh, when I say to you, Jenner, Koivu, Felino as a third line, what does analytical Allison think? Um, I mean, even beyond looking at numbers, I just think that's a nice line. I think that's a, a three players that fit together well. I think that's a nice balance for a third line. Um, and as you said, it puts Boone back in his, I don't want to say more natural, that's not really fair, but a better position, I think, for him so he can focus, as Yarmo pointed out, on the forecheck versus having to also take in the defensive responsibilities of, of a center. So I, I like it. I think it's, I think it's a good trio to start with. Yeah. Uh, people in Minnesota talk about him, how fiercely competitive he is, how sometimes he's not the, um, how to say this nicely, not the locker you want to walk up to for a quick comment after a rough loss. He takes them very hard. He burns hot. I've in conversations with Blue Jackets players, they've, they have not. And, and of course, they're not willing to say this. But when you say, what does this team need? They don't say, well, we need this position because now you're calling somebody out. The one thing that came up with a couple of guys in those conversations in the last few weeks was we need veterans. Guys that have been there and seen it before. Did that thought cross your mind? As We know this is one of the youngest teams in the league. Has that thought crossed your mind as you've, as you've watched this team play these many years? Um, I don't think it's crossed my mind as they play, but I think that you know, an example that we have talked about in the past and something that I think did resonate with this team when it was once again one of the youngest teams um, in the league was when they were playing Pittsburgh and Scott Hartnell was on the team. And his speech to the team about them understanding that the opportunity to play for a Stanley Cup isn't a thing that just happens every year. And it's a lot harder than you think and you really need to fight for it. And I remember back then that message I mean, all the guys really liked him as far as I understood it. And that message really resonated with them. And so I think that um, it's a lesson I think we see Nick Foligno starting to learn right now if you look at his comments about this offseason. So I think that that 
kind of impact can be very important, particularly with such a young group of players. Yeah, I think it's starting to come into focus for some of these guys, especially a guy like Felino, who's coming into his last year in Columbus. Uh, it may not be his last chance to win a cup. It could be his last chance to win a cup in Columbus. Let's see where that goes. So it, it starts to come into focus. And I, I think Miko Koivu is going to be I, – I, I don't think anybody can say how effective he's going to be in a third-line role. I don't know. He's 37. That's old in today's NHL. It is. It just is. Um, I'm not. I, I'm not doubting him. I'm just saying I don't know if he can handle that on a really good team. But I think Miko Koivu thinks he can, and I think he's working his ass off to make it happen. Uh, from talking to him on Sunday, he's a a uh, supremely motivated player. The one thing that I like about this too. Allison, did, we, we were talking about the lines here before we came on the air. If you've got Texier, Dubois, and Bjorkstrand across the top, and we'll just, we're not going to get into all the possible variables, but Nyquist, Domi, Atkinson, Jenner, Koivu, Felino, and then some combination of, of Robinson, Nash, and then either Bemstrom, Grigorenko, or Foodie. The thing I like about that, and this is absolutely nothing about Foodie, and this is nothing against Grigorenko, but those guys just aren't automatically slotted in the top 12. And I think that's a good, a really good thing. You've got other guys who are pushing, who think they're worthy of a, of a spot. Uh, Gerbe, of course, is never going to stop pushing. But these, these jobs should be for near certainties, not for wishful thinking. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, no. <laughs> Are you talking about the element of competition for spots? Is that what you're saying? I think that's part of it. Yeah. But like, I love Liam Foodie's prospects. I do. But I, I think for this team to get where it needs to go, the days of putting Foodie in and saying, we think he can play his way into it should be, should not be here anymore. So you, I think, you know, how Robinson's going to play and you know, he can play on the fourth line. I think you know Riley Nash is a fourth liner. All of these guys, none of these guys is the, probably the best way to say it. None of these guys are, are, are having to play up for their role or having to play something to prove they're worthy of that role. If Foodie is good enough, psh, he's in. Sure. If Grigorenko is able to play in the NHL better this time than he was when he left, then sure, he's in. But if those guys aren't ready to perform at a high NHL level, then you're not banking on them. They're extras. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think that's absolutely on point. And I would I would argue too, it sure would be nice if Bemstrom surprises and is not sitting in possibly a fourth line spot. And maybe he's playing yep. higher up in the lineup as well. Whew, right. And then you've got some real interesting decisions. Uh, we'll take a short break and we're going to get into free agency, what uh, might lie ahead, some of the moves that the Blue Jackets ran on, players that have gone Elsewhere, uh, some left-wing signings we'll talk about. Uh, let's take that short break, and we'll talk to you on the other side. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game-changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So Allison, the Blue Jackets were in the market for a left winger, a top-notch left winger, in the sense that they went to the market or they involved themselves in the market. But I don't get the sense that they put something on the table that would absolutely blow any of these guys away. But so say Taylor Hall, they they met with Taylor Hall. They had a conversation with the player, not just his agent. His agent's Darren Ferris, who the Blue Jackets would know well. Uh, he has several players in the room, ha- has had through the years. Um, but the contract offer, I think, was loaded up with um, the opportunity you'll be given in Columbus. You can play with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, you can you can come into a really tight knit dressing room that's had playoff success or started to have playoff success that's made the playoffs a, an annual routine, and we think you could be part of it. We think these this is the uh, the system you could play in and really thrive in. But I don't think they put down six years and fifty five million dollars. Not a deal like that. They were in in it, but kind of in it but not really fully throated in it. I'm sure they talked to Tyler Toffoli's people, um, although I don't think Toffoli was nearly as pursued as the others. They may still be in on some of these left-wingers, but how big a deal is it if they don't get one of those left-wingers? How disappointed? I know Blue Jackets' Twitter verse is rather seems at times to be quite disappointed. Where do you fall in on this? How desperate of a need was it? Well, it's, that's a hard call. I mean, I I was, I'm one of the few that wasn't, you know, Taylor Hall's the answer. We've, you know, the organization has got to go after him and get him and that's going to be the saving grace. Um, But, but I, you know, this is a group that I think still could use some more offensive talent. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, while Yarmo has talked about that, the clearing of the decks cap wise, um, if you will, was in most part due to Pierre-Luc Dubois not wanting to lose that player to a potential offer sheet or any other kind of threat. If part of their plan was to bring in a free agent as well, and they're unable to succeed at that, I think that that's, that's cause for concern. Um, and looking at, you know, what, how they can be more successful in that route. I would, I would love to see more talent added, but at the same time, there's also not the golden goose out there that, you know, I think that they should be trying to get at all costs. So um, it's not super disappointing, uh, but they can always improve. And, and, you know, we have a couple months left in this offseason. So at the very least, as far as we know. So um, there's still time. Yeah. And there's some interesting avenues that that could happen. So Alex Petrangelo signed last night. I'm not sure if it was made official overnight, but his deal with Vegas is done. Um, not that the Blue Jackets I, – I never understood those rumors at all. The Blue Jackets all, yeah. need Alex Petrangelo like they need a, a third starting goalie. Right. Um, right. That, that one didn't make sense, especially when you have a need up front. I think you have a need up front. Um, but there are still ways where players could fall to them. And yes. Yarma went into this uh, the other day at, at great length. Like he said, some teams, he used the, the, the term dire straits. And then he sort of backed up and said, however you want to call it. Uh, there are some teams that are in a real bind, a real bind. Tyler Johnson, 
uh, of the Tampa Bay Lightning sailed through waivers the other day. Nobody claimed him. And you could almost you could almost hear the Stanley Cup champions say, well, now what? Right. Like, what are we supposed to do now? And that's only half of their battle. That only gets them halfway to where people think they need to be. Um, so there's probably going to be – there are five or six teams right now that are legit wondering how they're going to make this happen. And he's hopeful. It's, it's an interesting way to do business. It's been said for years and years and years that this will happen. And it never quite seems to happen, at least to Columbus. But the hope is that some team runs into an absolute desperate situation and is willing to trade a player to Columbus in a deal that they can't refuse. In other words, the Blue Jackets didn't claim Tyler Johnson on waivers. I'm just using his him as an example. And so the Lightning call and say, what would it take for you to get Tyler Johnson? Well, you know, keeping half of his salary doesn't make any sense for Tampa. But if Tampa puts a first-round draft pick and a really bright pro- prospect – with Tyler Johnson. Now I think you have some teams that are interested. And those might be the kind of bite down hard and and eat it kind of moves that they have to make. Um, your, your thoughts on living that way and the reality of that? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last summer, even before the realities of living through an uh, international pandemic were upon us, but that this was the silver lining of all of the free agents' departures last summer is that this made the Blue Jackets more flexible. It made them more flexible last summer. It kept them flexible. And so they are, while as you outlined already, it's not that they're flush with cash, but they are in a better position than a lot of teams that weren't where the Blue Jackets were. Um, I don't think you should bank on it. I don't think that I, I would hope the front office isn't banking on it either. But I think that if the opportunity presents itself, you certainly jump because this is exactly the silver lining that not every team has and the Blue Jackets can take advantage of for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, we've heard it's going to happen. I just wonder how different it is now because of COVID because those the challenges the teams face right now seem more severe than they did before. And that's salary cap, but it's also internal cap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, how Let's go to the to the uh, blue line here for the Blue Jackets because we've talked about where they're at at, at forward. Um, Wierenski Jones, of course. Gavrikov Savard, second pair, of course. And the third pair is going to have a bit of a different look. Uh, Ryan Murray's gone. Traded for a fifth-round pick. Marcus Nudevaro is gone. Traded for a minor leaguer. Um, the third pair on a good night has Kukan and Peak with Harrington, your extra. Are you comfortable, Allison Lucan, with that as your five through seven defenseman? 100%. Absolutely. Nice. Yes. Tell me what you like about him. Uh, look, I have been team at, at the risk of all of my typos. I have really liked Dean Kukan's game since he came to the league. I think he's developing at a really nice pace and in the right direction. And and I was honestly surprised that that Peak didn't even get a look in the postseason. Um, I yeah. thought he might. I I was impressed with him. Um, in my eye, from what I saw from him, the, the only thing that kept him out of games was injury when he was broken, um, along with every other blue jacket. But um, I like the kid. He's he has and part of what it might be too is that he took a huge step from his days at Notre Dame. Um, what I saw when I saw him play at Notre Dame was good, but I didn't think it was going to elevate to 
an NHL game, and it has. And I really like him. I think he has size as well, um, while still being mobile and having kind of an offensive eye. So yeah, I'm very comfortable with this. And you know, I also we talked about this throughout last season. I was surprised that Adam Clendenning did not see more time right. up with Columbus. Yarmo mentioned him during his comments, and that's a player too. While where I probably don't necessarily want him to be a regular five six, um, particularly after the series against Boston and, and his time against Tampa, um, I'm comfortable with him stepping in as needed. Also. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. So, Allison, this was a crazy free agency period to be a goaltender, like pure madness. Um, I'm not sure we have enough time left in the podcast to go over who all changed addresses, but <laughs> I really, if I don't have a list in front of me, I have no idea who the hell's playing goal on most of the teams in the league right now. Totally. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yes. Um, and it also affected the Blue Jackets indirectly, well, directly, that there just wasn't a trade market for goaltenders. Um, the thought was that that perhaps teams would have a player they'd be willing to part with uh, for one of the Blue Jackets goaltenders, Corpusalo or Merzlikens, uh, when instead teams were, and maybe it's because the Blue Jackets weren't interested in what they were offering. They don't want to give these guys away. But the teams also looked at the free agent market, saw that it's depressed, that's uh, flooded with players and only so many seats. There's like six, seven guys that don't have jobs still. And I think the music, if it isn't turned off, it's it's um, it's time to be grabbing a chair here, uh, or they're not going to get in. Uh, so Eunice Corposalo and Elvis Merzlikens are still here, and I think they're going to be here for the for the next uh, little while. Uh, the trade that many thought could happen didn't happen. Do you get the sense? And this is something that we may need to talk to these guys about. But what is your sense about these guys being content to share the net? again in 2021 after doing it uh, eh, last year for the most part uh, in 1920? I mean, I think that if if the plan is to share, I think they're both perhaps going to be a little bit more comfortable with it because A, they just know each other as people better now. They've seen what each other can do. As professional athletes, they're never going to be comfortable. They both want to be the starter. They both want to play every single game as much as they can. Um, but I think that these two are professional and genuinely both of them are very much focused on success of team. And I think they'll be fine with it. I will just reiterate the same thing I said when Corposalo came back from injury is that in my opinion, from a team management perspective, as long as there's full and honest communication with these two to manage the situation, I think they'll be good. But and, and this is not an organization that has a reputation for any kind of mind games or things like that. But I think in this situation in particular, it would be key that these guys understand the strategy, what their role will be, when they will be playing. Um, I think that's the right thing to do when you're basically playing with what could be two number one goaltenders. Yeah. And having two really good goalies is, is not by, by, not by any means a problem. Correct. Um, 
especially, I don't know how many games they're going to play if they start January 1st. Does anybody? But I think we can say this with some authority. The games are going to be, are going to be really close together, Allison. Like, it's going to be pretty compacted. So if the Blue Jackets did move one of them, they'd have to get another guy back that they could trust yes. implicitly to be to be ready. Kivlenix is their number three. I think they're okay with him. Um, but I, I think it's going to be really important. And to have two young, hungry, number one type guys can I think it can only be a good thing when they're about to go into a season, hopefully in a couple of months here that that's going to be really, really intense. Absolutely. And, and that, you know, honestly, that's part of why I'm surprised that they are both still here because the other advantage that in my opinion, this situation brings for everything we're talking about in the cap space world, this has to be one of the most affordable tandems in the league right now, particularly when you weigh in, the talent level. Yeah. And so that's why I honestly am shocked they're both still here because while the market was flush, as you noted, I don't know that there was as good of a deal, if you will, um, for good goaltending at the prices at which these two were already negotiated um, yeah. compared to what some of these other guys are making. Um, but yeah, I think this I think this is a, a totally fine situation for a lot of reasons. I, it, uh, Edmonton brought back both guys from last year. It's crazy. Like that's the one I don't understand. If you're Edmonton, you still have is it is it Koskinen they still have? Maybe they're going to let Mike Smith skate out again. Oh, sorry. Oh, but I mean, sorry. That that was a surprise. Just bringing him back again was like wow. Like really, and I I thought they were a real real contender for for uh, Corpusalo, especially with the yep. his, his contract being what it was, especially as well as he played in the playoffs, but it didn't come to pass. I think in any other year with there just aren't that many goalies available in most years. And this year there were like 12. Yep. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and I, I think it does impair them a little bit because, you know, if they go into the season with them and they come out of the season with both of them, that's fine. They've got two really good goalies, but now you're trading next year, um, uh, at a bit of a diminishing returns because you've got both guys heading into their contract years. Um, and no team wants to give up the farm for a guy they really, really like if they're only going to have him for a year. And yes, you could give them the right to negotiate and extend all of that stuff, but it's just an easier process if that player is signed long-term. Um, so to recap, Blue Jackets, Anderson out, Domi in. Koivu in, Jenner over. Uh, defensively, Murray out, Nudavara out, Kukan peak up, and nothing changes on the back end uh, in the goalies. Allison, if you were grading, I would not want you to be my school teacher, by the way, because I think you'd be a <laughs> tough grader. Um, <laughs> if you were grading the Blue Jackets on, uh, let's be more personal. If you're grading Elvis or Elvis, if you're grading uh, Yarmo Kekalainen on his off season, Oof. what grade is he getting? He does not listen to the podcast, so we can speak freely here, my <laughs> friends. <laughs> Have you asked him that question? <laughs> um, I am giving him. I'm going to give him. I can't decide if I'm going to give him a C plus or a B minus. Uh uh, C plus. Yeah, that's fair. 
That's fair. I mean, I, I, you know, C is, is, uh, you did the work, you did the work, you did the work. Um, and I, I like the idea of a Koi Vu. I just, I want to see what's, what's left in the tank. Um, cause boy, I, I looked it up. I think there are only like eight players tall or older than he is. Um, and I mean, that, what does that mean? I don't know. It's age is but a number, but this has become an increasingly young man's sport. Uh, but there's some elements to his game that I think can be really beneficial. I, I would give him a, I'm with you there. I'd give him a B minus C plus. Cause I, I think, I think they're better offensively, but I think we're asking people to trust that they're going to be better offensively. It doesn't it doesn't jump off the page at you that they're better offensively. Um, Agree. But I think Texier is a better player next year than he was last year, and I think he was a much better player in the playoffs last year than he was. Oh yeah. Early in the season, I think they're a better team with offensive firepower down the middle. Domi, uh, I can't imagine Atkinson has a shitty a year as he did last year. Correct. I can't imagine that. I think Jenner's a better offensive player left wing than he is in the middle. Um, Yeah. And so, I mean, that's three or four things right there that I think are reasonable expectations that they should should be improved. So, yes, I've been accused of being an optimist. Um, I think that improves them. I don't know if it makes them good enough to go on a run in the Eastern Conference. But I also know this. Friday was the start of free agency. Really, free agency doesn't start until the trade deadline. Stop until yeah. the trade deadline, whenever that is. Right. So there's right. still a lot of opportunity to make changes, even as even once the season goes in. And I was hit with this today too, Allison. I and I think this is a really interesting wrinkle that we'll be reading more about as the season starts. Because finances are so rough throughout this league, there are teams that are going to hit the for sale button much sooner this coming mm-hmm. season than they would mm-hmm. in a normal year. That they'll be selling mm-hmm. off assets like the like the barns on fire. Sure. Which I that think is sense. a really interesting wrinkle. That makes sense though. Yep. For and sure. by by then a five million you know, if you're halfway through the season a five million dollar player is two and a half million. That's right. So yeah, it's interesting. They don't have to be the best team they can be on opening night. Uh but Correct. I think I think they're better and there's still a chance this this off season that there are more moves coming. Anything else we need to get to? You avoided the whole face-off conversation. I don't like to fight. <laughs> especially, we'll, especially, we'll share that. We'll share that with the listeners a little. Especially day. when I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> I know it's not. I know it's true, but I don't believe it. <laughs> I have to believe it. I've always believed it. Like I haven't anyway. Brought, I haven't brought this up with you. I can barely watch baseball anymore, and it was my first love as a kid. I think I, well it's it, because of the analytics. Well, I mean, I, I right? have to. Well, no, it's well. I think ultimately Stevens has the same thing. I think Stevens it ultimately is. I think it ultimately is. Yeah. I think it's a, the way that they the shift. I think the way it's just not the game I knew as a kid. Like, sure, I like, respect that. There, I mean sacrifice the small ball has been has been replaced by a numbers ball and it yes it doesn't so the batter we're going off on a tangent here but i feel bad for the batters in a sense home runs are great but the only way to hit it so that there's not a person situated where you always hit it is to hit the damn thing out of the park yeah so it's so effed up that i i was hit with the with the realization the other day that Ozzie Smith, the wizard, would have a hard time ma- being a major leaguer 
in today's game because all he, yeah. could, he was a great fielder. But numbers-wise at the plate, you put up with it because he was an incredible fielder. Ozzie Smith would be playing triple-A ball. Yeah. Meanwhile, Steve Balboni, Steve Bye-Bye Balboni, who was this great home run hitter but just struck out like a champion, uh, played for the Clippers for a time. He would be an absolute star in today's game because all he did is hit home runs. And I'm like, that's so flawed. Or it's just so different than I knew when I first loved the game. And it just it seems unrecognizable to me at times. But that's a that's a talk for a baseball podcast, not a hockey podcast. Because I'm not an analytical hater. I'm I'm fascinated. I'm interested by them. And I learn from them. Oh, I know you. But, but I think, but I honestly, maybe this is a conversation we have sometime too. Because I stopped watching football a while back and I started watching it again this past week. And I was like, what am I watching? even with some of the stuff they're doing. So yeah. it's a valid, legitimate topic. I'd love to have the conversation with you sometime. Are you talking college football or NFL? Well, I stopped watching both of them, but this weekend I was watching NFL football okay. because I now I'm ba- being sucked back in by the Browns. Yes. 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 <laughs> that's that's yet a third pro- podcast. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Perfect. We have topics for days. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with you. This is a Tuesday. Yes, we'll be back with you later in the week. And we look forward to talking to you then. Take care. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub an official partner of The Athletic.